Hello, my sweet angels. How are you? Welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akilla. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. I hope everyone's doing well. Make sure to follow me on TikTok, Spotify, Instagram, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Weibo, and also the meme page for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. Working on the website, okay, it's in it's in progress. I'm going to keep you updated. I'm sorry for the delay. You know, I really am just a one-woman show right now. I have to do everything myself, which is really great learning experience. But um, there's just a lot going on, you know, and like when I'm not – I'm trying to really give myself time to just like rest and not feel like I have to constantly be doing – producing something, you know, and it's not even like – before when I am thinking about always producing something that I actually that anything actually comes of it it's just like I just tire myself out from overthinking and like stressing and um nothing actually gets done so I'm really trying to just like okay you know what I'm gonna do nothing and enjoy doing nothing and resting and you know if inspiration strikes that's great but I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself to feel like I have to always be thinking about work because it doesn't actually improve the work you know like there is a limit to everything um and at some point doing more of a certain thing only produces diminishing returns you know the same way that you know like you can eat too much vitamins take too many vitamins and then like give yourself an illness from that or whatever. I don't know, like overdose on vitamin D or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm trying to balance my life because I mentioned in like my subscriber only like voice memo episode, I'm trying to come to terms with this feeling of like, just not living in a constant state of stress and anxiety. Like I've worked really hard and put in a lot of effort to try to get to a place where I can be like mentally stable and like emotionally regulate with a level of efficiency. And it's just crazy how like different you feel and how it's like almost like a withdrawal. Like, oh, I need to be thinking about something. I need like stress or drama. Or like if somebody asks me a question, like if I don't have some kind of complaint, then like, you know, I should feel guilty for my life being so easy or whatever. But it's like, isn't that the point? Like to be hot and have fun? Because I'm much of a much better service to people when I'm in this state than when I'm not. And I'm just like genuinely having a better time and more content and isn't that what I've always wanted? Isn't that what I've always been working towards? I don't know. This is something I really need to like unpack with my therapist when I go back to Australia. Um, cause I find it like better when I get to see her in person, um, instead of like doing zooms and yeah, you know, it's just like kind of crazy to think about how much my life has changed in the last year and a half like not even year and a half I feel like I've lived 10 lifetimes and then I think like you know this time last year I was getting over some mid dude (laughs) or like I was already over it but like that was just a year ago was it a year ago or was it two years ago a year yeah like 
I don't know. <laughs> also, it's so crazy because, like, I saw this photo of me. Like, you know how, like, your photos can, like, um, trigger, like, old pictures, like, into your homepage or whatever? And there's, this, like, picture of me at the beach in, I want to say, like, March 2022, so over a year ago. I looked fucking good, okay? I was going to poll regularly. You know, I didn't really have much to do at the time. I was sort of seeing like a total loser and you know I mean at the time he seemed cooler than he does does now um but it's crazy because like I looked really hot but like at that same time that guy had like stopped talking to me for a week because he was freaking out about how I was going to be leaving Australia and like didn't know how to process his feelings or like communicate it and I had to like produce a shoot for Vogue China (laughs) of me. And it was crazy. Cause it was like, Oh, I wasn't even in China at the time, but they wanted me to feature in this, like episode in this, uh, in this issue for Vogue plus, which is like an offshoot of Vogue China. And yeah, like I was looking great, feeling great, but also like being semi ghosted by some guy. It's just crazy how, like you can have like a great time and a shit time at the same time. And I was just like thinking back on that and how much my mindset has changed since then, how much my life has changed, how much my opinion of that guy has changed too. I think I was like seriously in Delulu mode at the time or like mostly because I was so focused on coming back to China and I couldn't, like I just didn't want to face, um, you know, the incompatibilities at hand because I also felt like I was going to leave anyway but you know like he was a really great companion for that time in my life and I appreciate him for that and I'm sure he appreciates me for that too but you know people can disappoint you in really surprising and interesting ways so (laughs) yeah that's just an aside um I wanted to read this question or like this message that I got because I feel like it prompts a lot of different sorts of like discussions and thoughts and I just thought it would be interesting and I really appreciate it when people send me comments and feedback and stuff for the podcast I've been listening to your podcast I truly love them in this particular one playing you said you don't if you don't feel heard I want you to know that I'm listening I laugh with you and all if anything please take this as motivation to continue uploading some topics you could touch on is becoming a high value woman healing from traumas or learning how to grow and cheaters what kind of goes through their mind and why men tend to cheat thank you so much okay how to become a high value woman the thing about that kind of conversation I feel it's like what makes someone high value or not is actually different from person to person because there is no like global universal standard on what is actually attractive in interpersonal relationships I feel um in the way that we're kind of led to believe especially in the west it's weird because it's like it's so individualistic the culture but at the same time there's this like assumption that everybody is the same and everyone has to be like um, has to meet the same levels of requirements in order to be valid, which is just like not how things work. Because even if people on like a societal level or objective level are determined to be like high value or attractive or successful, this doesn't always translate into success in their relationships because 
you know, everybody is an individual. Everybody has their own traumas, their own context, their own preferences, their own personality, their own like whatever kinks (laughs) and their own communication style. So I feel that like high value is about how you define high value or like how do you understand being hot and having fun (laughs) how do you like what is the highest standard for you and what is like the ideal standard for you and how can you maintain that how can you achieve that in a sustainable way because there are things that we might want and desire that are like not realistic in terms of like what we're willing to do what we're able to do and I think it's about taking it step by step you know like I feel like for me in the last six months especially I've become really aware of what my standards are when it comes to just like romance and it has like it's not personal on the other person because I can accept people for where they're at and I don't feel like you know they need to change in order for me to like them it's just like okay you're doing you I'm doing me (laughs) and I don't think we're compatible or I don't see how this is going to work and I'm not going to like waste time trying to do that especially when I don't want a serious relationship like I really just want to have fun and like other people's like the lack of compatibility that I experience with men who try to pursue me and like just the lack of fun that they bring to the table (laughs) is very obvious to me okay because it's like oh I can facilitate a great time for you because I I'm DJing at the party. I can put you on the list. I can get you free drinks. I can take you, like we can get food after. Like these are all things that I actually am able to facilitate. And then I'm like, okay, well, what can you do? Like other than you hitting me up for like the next party, um, are you like offering anything to me in the other times that we don't see each other? Like, are you going to get me a coffee? Are you going to, I don't know, like do something thoughtful? So yeah, I'm looking for like, guys that are creative in the ways that they can add value to my life because there are guys who I work with and you know it's such a straightforward relationship because it's like okay we respect each other we have fun together and we can also make money together which is great but it doesn't mean we need to be like romantically involved by any means but it's just crazy how like it's not easy to do that in a romantic context so I feel like high value woman, high value man. It's like someone who is not necessarily like subscribing to the conventional ideas of what is high value, like according to whatever these TikTokers or podcasters or whatever are saying, that might still be attractive to you. That might actually be compatible with you. And I think that it's important to recognize that because you are just going to suffer if you think that you need to be going for these guys that you're not even attracted to and that are not you're not even compatible with but at the same time like recognize and become aware of the ways in which like men are adding value to your life you know like and not just taking away from it of course you also have to think about what you contribute to them but I'm sure you're already aware of these things and if you're not please become aware like what are the things that you do for your friends and your family and the people that you love that adds value to their life and like what would you do for a romantic partner that would add value to their life? And what would you sort of like hope to, to receive in return or how would you want that to be received? Um, I think about that a lot now because 
I have been in relationships before and I know what I can do. And I feel like so many times I was disappointed in what I received in return, but I kept trying to convince myself that like I was okay with that. When in reality, it's like I could just not give anything to that person who was taking from me and be better off because I wasn't being depleted and not having my cup also poured into, as they say. Um, So yeah, understanding like what is of value to you, because that might be different to what society decides or what like people who are trying to give you like a quick fix, quick fix, (laughs) I'm trying to say. Um, So yeah, I think for me, it's definitely like mental health, physical health, being challenged in work, but also work not being so stressful, um, being able to balance or like try to find some balance between social and work. It's kind of hard for me because a lot of my work kind of involves socializing. <laughs> um, or a lot of the ways that I get work come from socializing. And I think, I think that's true in like a lot of industries, but especially in the creative industry, because, you know, there's always like parties associated with events and then you like meet someone who's able to like book you for the next job and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, like finding a balance that works for me, you know, not everybody can or wants to go out every single weekend. Um, that can work for me, like going out most weekends, but then picking a weekend when I can just like chill and not have to be anywhere, trying to be strategic about that. Um, so like what else is, you know, understanding being hot and having fun, having time to do my podcast passion project. These are all things that add value to my life. And I want those things to be respected in any kind of relationship that I'm in, especially in a romantic relationship. So if I was going to be dating someone, I'd be looking for someone who respects that and then who has like their own thing going for them too, that I also respect in turn. So because you don't want to be like doing a bunch of things that are inauthentic to you and like convincing yourself that it's making you a high value woman if you don't enjoy it, like you're, you're not being authentic if you're living that way, you know? So what is valuable to you, embrace those things, put effort towards those things. And then you naturally become quote unquote, like high value. And then you would hope that people recognize you as such, the people that are compatible with you come towards you. And that is like not an overnight process. I think that, you know, we hear stories like, oh, my life changed in a week. My life changed overnight because that gives us like hope, but that hope can burn so quickly if it's not matched in your own life. And for me, I feel like it's been a really slow burn, like putting in effort and then like being able to reap the rewards of the seeds that I've sown. So that's kind of like me also encouraging you to remember that just keep going. Okay. If you feel good, if something like lights up your soul, brings joy to your life, brings value to your life, makes you happy, even if it doesn't make sense to other people, you should continue doing it because it will guide you and lead you in directions that people who are like skeptical of you can't take you to. Okay. Because I think about like 
my podcast or like my TikTok content. I feel like it's so cringe and weird to a lot of people that I know like personally, but I kind of like separate my in real life identity from that kind of quite a lot. And like even my Instagram is like quite separate from my TikTok content because, you know, I just don't want to be like so preachy in my (laughs) um, interpersonal relationships. And like I'm sharing things that I've learned that have gotten me to where I'm at. So I'm hoping that the people that I personally know are like, on a similar wavelength, but people that are listening are kind of like looking for guidance or reassurance in like where they're at, which is maybe a stage like just slightly before where I'm at, if that makes any sense. So like, even though people find it weird, find it cringe, like when I first started a podcast, I had no listeners. Um, and now I have thousands, um, you know, like I just kept doing it because I enjoy it. You know, I haven't made any money off this or like hardly any money off this, but I do it because I like it and it's connected me to people that I would have otherwise not been able to be connected to and in like direct or indirect ways to opportunities as well. I mean, honestly, not that many. It's like not relevant to like the way that I actually get paid, Um, but I don't care. Like I still enjoy doing it. I do everything myself and I've been doing it since what, 2021, 2020? So like three years almost. Um, and you know, I do it cause I like it <laughs> and it adds value to my life and people around me don't understand it, but I just do it and let it lead me to wherever it may lead me to. And if I don't enjoy doing it one day, I'll like find something else to do. But I think it adds value to my life because I enjoy it. I enjoy the effort. I enjoy the challenges. I enjoy the rewards and that's reason enough. So don't feel like, you know, you need to justify the things that you do that you enjoy if it's not causing harm to anyone, you know? And also like, yeah, like you would be surprised at how it just depends like Like I don't do these things because I care about attracting a man or like wanting to attract a man. But I think like, even if you were thinking like that, like, oh, how can you be a high value woman in the eyes of a man? It's like, you'd be surprised at how low a lot of men's standards are. Like, (laughs) so you even like putting effort into wanting to be a better version of yourself is already probably making you more appealing to men. It just kind of makes men less appealing to you. That's something that I think a lot of women are starting to realize. It's like, oh, when I start enjoying my life and start having like a healthy self-esteem and when I'm living authentically, um, yeah, I'm attracted. Like, yes, more men are attracted to me, but I'm attracted to less men. (laughs) Like, because it really, the incompatibilities between you and these guys like starts to really show or like the lack of awareness that men are just like living and like walking through the world with is like shocking or the ignorance that they have in the way that they live and the privileges that they have. And like, it's crazy. They live in a different reality, but you know, that's not to say that I don't love some men illy, illy to my homies. Um, (laughs) but yeah, remember that. You know, like what's more important to you, having a fun life that you subjectively enjoy or like being able to be validated by society because you are in a relationship with someone that you actually secretly resent. 
and is kind of ruining your life and like stealing your energy and your light. (gasps) Crazy. So yeah, that's my thoughts on like becoming a high value woman. Healing from traumas, learning how to grow. I think that sometimes we get really caught up in a victim narrative that gives us an emotional payoff in terms of like, oh, like people feel sorry for me. Like it kind of gives you an identity when you don't really know what to do. Like this false sense of purpose that comes with not being able to do what you actually want to do. And that's a natural process, I think, when it comes to growth. But I think it's important to kind of like get sick of yourself. You know, I I think about, and I've mentioned before, like when I first got stuck in my hometown during the pandemic, I'm sure longtime listeners of the podcast are so sick of this analogy, but like that was such a huge turning point for me because everything that I felt like I'd worked for or that I wanted was gone. (laughs) And I, there was just so much uncertainty and I like, couldn't I didn't know how to process it I didn't know what to do next like how should I think should I think that I'm going to go back should I assume that I might never go back should I just like you know there's just so many things and I'm not again like not looking for a pity party by any means but just like trying to describe this dynamic because I'm sure so many people have been through that especially during that time um so I really did like wallow in my despair for a bit which also came with the territory because it's like, okay, what is going to happen? Like I'm kind of waiting for someone to give me a signal, but I feel like knowing what I know now, if I was in a situation like that again, I would just be like, okay, what can I do to feel better about myself right now? Instead of just like wallowing in this uncertainty in my despair and like feeling so defined by the fact that I don't have control over my life. What can I take control of? What can I take control of now? Because I got to a point one day when I was in Perth and I was just like, you know what? I'm so sick of like feeling sorry for myself. I'm sick of like talking about how I can't go back to Shanghai, posting about how I can't go back to Shanghai, being sad. And I'm just going to deal with it. Okay. Like what can I do now? And like, that's how I got into pole dance. I totally changed my body through that practice. I committed to journaling. I committed to meditation. I committed to like making these changes in my life that I'd always struggled to make consistently before. And it completely like rewired my brain. (laughs) Um, and like now I'm at another turning point where I'm like, okay, I really need to like recommit to those self-care things because everything's just been so hectic recently and I've struggled to be disciplined and I'm trying to like get back into that. So I think that just that point where you're like, okay, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to feel bad about this anymore. And there's so many other things that have happened in my life that I didn't have control over that maybe I felt defined by in like varying degrees. And then I just was like, you know what? I don't need to feel defined by this anymore. Like one thing is maybe like my Asian angst phase, like dealing with the amount of racism that I experienced growing up in Australia was like really hectic because there was not a community for those sorts of conversations the way that there are now. And ultimately like, I'm grateful that that was my experience because now I'm not caught up in those sorts of like, I don't know, like superficial discussions around wokeness and like, oh, what it means to be Asian diaspora. Like, it's not that those conversations aren't important, but it's like I've moved on 
from that being necessary for me to feel good about myself as who I am. And it's because I was just like, this is so gauche. Like, I don't want to have to feel like I'm constantly fighting against whiteness and like how white people perceive me and like justifying my existence to white people who like, I don't even like, you know, I don't even respect them. I don't even know them. Like, why do I care? They don't respect me. They don't see my humanity. Like, what is the point of this? And I was like, you know what? It is so much more important to connect with people that I share genuine interests with regardless of like what gender they are like what race they are and to do things together that empower us and to like mutually support each other that is so much better than having an existence that's constantly defined by like an opposition to something that I have no control over or like defining myself to someone or like justifying myself to someone who doesn't even care to understand me you know like well not on the same page so like why even bother forcing to be forcing each other to be on the same page? Cause you can't force that, you know? And like, even if you manage to convince someone to see your humanity, like, aren't you disappointed that like, that you even had to do that to begin with. And when you detach from that and you work on yourself and you like focus on adding value to your own life and your identity and like living authentically, that's when all your haters like come back wanting a piece of you. You know, that's when like whiteness wants to profit off you, wants to give you opportunities because now it's like, damn, you're not fighting against us. You're someone that can add value to us. You're not trying to take something away from us, even though that's not what you're doing when you're like at odds with something. But it's like when you can like detach and separate and then just focus on yourself, everything can shift in ways that are going to be beneficial to you rather than feeling like you're fighting for recognition, you know? Um, and that's also similar to like other traumas that I had, you know, with like family members or friends. It's like, okay, it happened. Um, I can't change that, but I can change what it means. I can change the amount of energy that I give to thinking about that situation. It doesn't mean that I don't think about it. It doesn't mean that I reject the feelings that I have, but I need to allow them to come into my consciousness so that I can accept them and process them and let go. Because the more you try to run away from it, the more you like have resistance to it, the worse it will get and the more shit you'll have to deal with. So like what I just tell myself is like, you know what, I'm lazy and I don't want to deal with more shit than I have to in the future. So I'm just going to like rip the bandaid off, you know, like if I deal with it now, it's going to be hectic, but I'll survive, you know, and I'll be better for it later on because I recognize and I can feel the like energetic, emotional, psychic lightness that happens when I am able to accept and let go, even if it like is painful, you know, like it's going to hurt, but you're not going to die when you feel your feelings. There are the ones that you've been running away from. It feels like you might die, but you won't. There are lots of other things that will kill you <laughs> that might come as a result of you running from those feelings, you know? So I think that that's kind of something like we can very easily over-intellectualize the process of healing from something and it's not that we shouldn't learn about it. It's not that we shouldn't understand it. But also you kind of have to like personally get to a point where it's like, okay, let's keep it moving. I can't keep feeling like this. I can't be defined by this. I can't like keep trying to control something that I can't control. I can't try to change something that can't be changed. You know, I think something that I struggle now when it comes to growth is like I have lost so much in the process of 
getting closer to like the person that I want to be or like the things that I want to do and like just the just being hot and having fun like really living by that philosophy you know like I've lost a lot of people that I like cared about and I think that's something that people don't really talk about so much like the grief that comes with growth as well because you outgrow places situations people jobs identities whatever like clothes um experiences hobbies and that's just kind of like part of life you know you realize that it's part of life but then sometimes now I'm just like okay like who am I not going to be able to be friends with anymore if I do this, if I do that? And it's not even like obvious or clear, but it's just kind of like this new sort of anxiety that I have because I like could never have predicted at the time, like some of the people that I would have lost in the process of just like, you know, whatever has happened over the last few years. So that kind of like freaks me out a little bit, but I'm trying to like just go with it because I recognize that I'm I'm okay. Like I made it through all that. I survived and I'm so grateful for the place that I'm at in spite of the grief that I might feel or like the anxiety that I might feel. So I think it's just, just like giving yourself time and space to process that if you need to. Like some of my friends are really they're able to like detach so easily from things and be like, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever, keep moving. I just don't think that I'm at that level. Like I still need to wallow a little bit or like let those thoughts and feelings come up and process them and let go. But I, I really do try to, you know, make sure that it's more private than not because it's not like fun for anyone to and it's hard for people to really understand and talk you through that. So I think getting in the habit of like walking yourself through those feelings and that mental and emotional state is important. Um, but you become better at it as you experience more things. So yeah, there's like a discomfort that comes with growth, which is on the one hand coming out of your comfort zone. And part of coming out of your comfort zone is like grieving the things that you're not compatible with anymore in this growth, you know, like you have more space for things or you have to remove things to create space for new things to get to a new place. Um, And like, even though that seems like so logical and obvious, it's like sometimes a lot harder to deal with in reality, you know, easier said than done. Okay, and then final part of this message was cheaters. What goes through their mind and why men tend to cheat? I don't have like that much firsthand experience with cheaters. I do want to do a girl confessions podcast with my friend who has caught her boyfriend cheating before, like her ex-boyfriend many years ago. Um, Mostly we want to do it because of like the unhinged nature (laughs) of like her ability to uncover cheating from her eggs but yeah the thing about cheating is like I personally am not someone that's like interested in cheating if I'm in a relationship with someone like I want to be in that relationship for real and if someone was to cheat on me I feel like I would just have zero tolerance for that 
maybe if we'd been in like a really long relationship marriage and like, you know, it was like on the rocks and blah, but it's just like, I'm, I've never been in that situation before. So, and I don't know that I ever would be because I feel like I'm not the type of person to just stay in a relationship because I can, or because I feel like I have to, um, just not how I'm wired. So for me, the thing about cheating is like, I don't need to know why someone does or doesn't cheat because I'm not interested. Like I immediately lose respect for somebody that does that. And this is kind of similar to like so many things now when it's like, okay, I don't understand on like a personal level why somebody would do that or why they would do that to me or like why they feel it's appropriate to behave in certain ways. And if I don't like it and I find it hard to respect someone, because of the way that they behave, then I just take it at that now. Like, I don't need to explain it. I don't need to justify it. It's just like, I don't like that. And I'm going to focus on what I do like. I don't like it when men cheat. If a guy cheated on me, I don't think I would like that. And then I would kind of like redirect my energy accordingly. Um, I have read this book called by Esther Perel, like the state of affairs or something, which is about cheating. I read it many years ago. I cannot really remember like, you know, that much from the book. (laughs) It definitely opened my eyes or like gave me a more in-depth understanding of cheating and infidelity. But I think the reason why men cheat, it's like thirst for power lack of emotional discipline and horniness you know like those are the three reasons why men do most things (laughs) so it's like got nothing to do with you actually you know like and even if it did have something to do with you the fact that that couldn't be communicated between the two of you and resolved before cheating was required I think that's already like an issue, you know? So I feel like I'm at this point in my life where I try to detach from feeling like I need to know why someone did something, you know? It's interesting for me to learn separately to my personal life, okay, what are the things that motivate human behavior and to better understand those dynamics and to talk about them or whatever. But when it comes to like actually being disappointed by someone in my real life, it doesn't matter why as much as you think it does you know like okay that's fucked up and what am I going to do about it because they probably don't know why like people that cheat even if they can tell you why it's not an interesting reason it doesn't make it hurt any less it doesn't make it easier to move on in my opinion like if you've ever been cheated on it is so important for you to recognize that There are people that wouldn't do that to you, you know, like if being cheated on is very painful and like difficult for you, you don't need to continue to endure that because different people have different thresholds for infidelity. Like some people are totally okay with it and other people are not. And you just have to figure out where you're at. Like if you are really upset and distraught by someone cheating on you, that is a sign that it's not working. That is a sign that you've been disrespected. That is a sign that your boundary has been crossed and you need to act accordingly. And it's more important for you to figure out what that 
like how you're going to deal with it than to ask yourself or ask that person why they did it. If they can't give you that answer already, you know, because at the end of the day, everyone is living in their own reality. And I think that real love is your ability to communicate your reality to someone else and to hold space for someone else's reality that's communicated to you. So that's why, like, as you get older, you realize how important communication is. And if you cannot like find people that you communicate with in a compatible way, like in how, whichever way you would define that for yourself, you know, like for me, I don't want everyday communication. I don't want everyday like updates all the time from all my friends. It's like too much. And some of my friends, I only have to hear from them a few times a week and it's like, great. Some of my friends I hear from a few times a year and it's great. You know, like our compat- our communication styles within the context of our relationship works and that's how we show love to each other, you know, when we do communicate, how we hold space for each other. And then I think about the people that I've struggled to communicate with, you know, like despite my best efforts, despite their best efforts, it's not a good match. Okay, we communicate differently or we don't see the world in the same way or we find it hard to hold space for the ways in which we see the world and it's just not working, you know. So if you are struggling with that plus infidelity and you're like distraught by it, you deserve better. That's a signal that you deserve better because you've been sent to the gutter by someone. It means that, you know, they're not right for you. (laughs) Don't let other people make your life worse and get in the way of you being able to be hot and have fun. You know, this is something that needs to be mutually facilitated in your relationships. And I would not let someone that I was so intimate with get in the way of that. That's scary to me. It just doesn't matter why people do things as much as you think it does, because if they could tell you, they would have. If they knew, maybe you would know. Like, so it's like, why did they, why did they, why did they? Notice how all of those questions have to do with them and not you. You must redirect your energy back to you. What can I do to move on? What can I do right now to feel better? What can I do that's going to realign me, recenter me so that I can make an intentional decision forward in a way that serves my best interests in spite of what I just experienced? you know, and it can take time because you need to process your feelings. You need to like give space for the grief, but try your best to return to that when you can, you know? Anyway, that's all I have to say today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful for your ongoing support. Follow me on all the things at Amber Akilla and on the meme page at friend.crush. I love you so much. Um, Stay hot and having fun. Drink lots of water. Tell your friends and family that you love them. Go be a better person. Speak to you soon. Bye.